Okay. February 1st, 2015. The Seattle Seahawks have just scored a touchdown to tie the game at 14 to 14. In the locker room, coach Pete Carroll is being told by Seattle Seahawks owner Paul Allen, do not let Marshawn Lynch be the Super Bowl hero. I'd rather lose this game than let him have a Super Bowl winning touchdown. Allegedly, this is happening because, I mean, we all know what happens. He should have gotten the handoff, and they made a stupid decision to pass with the one-yard line when you have the most powerful running back in the entire league, and it's just so ridiculous that they decided to do this. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever, and they lose the game because they're a bunch of idiots who didn't want Marshawn Lynch to be the hero because the ownership didn't like him. So there you go. You made the dumbest decision based on your egos. How about that? Um... Sorry, uh, but before that, the world will get an unexpected surprise as the mascot in Left Shark. This is halftime. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Halftime, the podcast that gives you the in-depth analyses of Super Bowl halftime show performances that you never knew you needed. My name is Dan, and I am joined by my ranting co-host, Sam. Sam, how are you doing today? I am doing pretty great. I am excited about this halftime show. It is and it is the most viewed halftime show in the history of halftime shows, really? even till this day, at huh. 120.7 from the figures that I got. So, yeah, this is the most watched event maybe ever in TV history. So there's probably a good chance that our viewers have already seen this and probably remember it. Not to mention for the reason that the memes revolve around it. It is a – oh Sam, watching this just so much. But before we get into the halftime show and before we even give our plug here, I think we got to talk about your little rant there. Got to talk yeah. about – So for those of you who are, are not football fans or – didn't quite pick up on what Sam was talking about. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks were going to win the Super Bowl. Uh, I don't know how much time was left on the clock, but basically they were on within the five yard line. Is that right? They were, I think they were on like the one or two yard line, and there was like 47 seconds left on the clock. They had the most powerful running Marshawn back in Lynch. the game. Marshawn Lynch, who, if he needs to get two yards, he'll get you five. Like, it was a very obvious... Workhorse. He's like Derrick Henry before Derrick Henry. Yeah, exactly. He's a powerful running back. Um, So, obviously, the smart move would be just hand it off to him, get the touchdown, and And beat the the Patriots. Yeah. But uh, there has been legit rumors and the theories that the ownership, since they don't really they didn't really like Marshawn Lynch they thought he was too big of a ego too much I mean really when you look at it in history that entire Seattle Seahawks team is nothing but filled with egos by every character especially (laughs) that Legion of Boom defense right there that was the year that Marshawn Lynch uh did the whole interview thing where he um where he was like I'm here so I don't get fined right yeah yeah that because like again that was the whole thing he was very big personality, and they definitely would have rather have had Russell Wilson be the hero of that game instead of Marshawn Lynch Good guy, Russ. being the hero of that game. And the thing was, too, you might not remember this, but I'm pretty sure he threw like a 60-yard pass to one of the wide receivers who bobbled it in the air, and it like hit off of his knee, and then he somehow was able to catch the ball. 
Like, it was almost everybody at the time when that play happened, they were calling it helmet catch part two because it was another crazy catch against the Patriots right as they're about to lose. But, of course, they were like, let's not do that because we don't want Marshawn Lynch to be the hero because look at what he's doing. He's making this all a big joke. So that's I would completely believe it because it definitely seems like an NFL owner thing to do to be like, listen, I'd much rather just risk it and not have this player be a hero because I don't want to also have to eventually give them more money because it might have been a contract year for Marshawn coming up. I can't remember that, but eh, that's yeah. Back to the actual back to the the halftime show. The part that really matters on this show. Uh, Before we get into it, guys, thank you for for listening. Welcome to our first time listeners. So glad to have you. Thank you again to our returning listeners. We really appreciate the continued support from you guys but before we go ahead and get into this as sam mentioned this is one of the most viewed halftime shows for a reason this one is definitely worth a watch because the visuals in it are insane so it's definitely worth it go ahead click in the description uh there should be a video link to this um halftime show go ahead and watch it beforehand so you know what we're talking about Go ahead, if you if you feel so inclined, go ahead and click that subscribe button while you're over there. And maybe check out some of our previous episodes if you want a little bit of background on this show and some of the things that we will talk about and reference. But with all that out of the way, Sam, I think we just jump right into Katy Perry. Yeah, let's, uh, let's jump right into it. So, now, first of all, I want to talk about this introduction. Okay, yes. okay, wait. Before we get to the introduction, Before. I just need, just really quickly, one small little fact about this so if you you probably didn't know this also but the seattle seahawks at the end of the half they were trying to score as i said in the intro now had they decided to just run out the clock we would not have gotten the darkness for the halftime show that we got and the entire ending with her at the firework could have been completely different because everybody who was there said 30 seconds before the show started was when the sun was completely gone. So who would have thought that the actual game itself would have had the big effect in terms of the lighting on this because it was played in Arizona. So it's on the West coast and there was still just enough sunlight. And luckily Seattle decided to try to score to cause a darker stage and have better lighting for this actual That's event. That's probably what they were thinking. Russell Wilson is like, Oh, let me go ahead and <laughs> let and me throw Katie a bone. Yeah, <laughs> poor Katie Perry. She barely gets any money, so let's just let her have this moment. But uh, okay, okay. Now I'll let you get to the, into the introduction. Thing. I just want to make one thing. Wrote in all caps, hard sell on the Pepsi with the light up balls to begin yes. with. Yes, that was just they had the Pepsi logo right there to start with, and I was just I don't think we've ever seen something like that based off of the ones that we've seen. We've yeah. never seen something marketed that hard. I know it's always the Bridgestone, the um, the the Pepsi, whatever. They always say it, and like it's in always the in the background or something. Yeah, but that was that was right there. That was right in their face. But, yeah, I, I mean, I just thought that that was a very interesting thing. One of the firsts that we have seen from that. Yeah, I agree. That was my very first note. Was Pepsi. Yeah, that's very interesting. But let's move on to the um, 
It's very interesting <laughs> content that we're going to get right here. So we're going to so, start out with Roar. I used to bite my tongue and hold my breath. Scared to rock the boat and make a mess. So I so quietly agreed politely. I guess that I forgot I had a choice. I let you push me past the breaking point. I stood for nothing. So I felt Okay. So that is, this was, I believe that this was one of the most popular songs at the time. Like it was one of her more recent songs. I think songs. so. Because I believe yeah. it's the most recent song other than maybe like Dark Horse. Yeah. That's there and I'm pretty sure they were on the same album. What were your thoughts on the ginormous tiger that she wrote in on? Was it a tiger or a lion? That's I the question. I think it was, a, I, I, it, it probably, it probably was a lion, but I wrote down tiger. But it, so. but in the song it says tiger. So tiger would make sense. Yeah, but how do you define a tiger? A t- it it looked like it had like kind of a lion's mane, but then she also doesn't strike me as a person that would have a male lion there. Yeah, because she's female empowerment. But we also get I don't know our... this big cat. Let's just say she rides in on the big cat. <laughs> she rode in on uh, Pardon My Takes Big Cat. <laughs> Dan Katz, big cat. <laughs> Anyways. Um, and we see her first of four dresses or costumes that she wears, oh the giant fire dress. Uh, Dan, in these four, where do you think you'd rank this one at? Cause... Oh, well, I, this is funny you should say that. Because but... I have my rankings, like, ready to go whenever. Uh, I, I, give me a second to think about the rankings, but this is, were there four outfits? Yeah, there was four. Oh, I forgot that she changed for Missy Elliott. That's air quotations yeah. for change. Um, Okay, this one, definitely number four. Okay. Absolutely last place. This is I, I agree. garbage. This is hot garbage, Sam. Her costume I looks like that, it was made honestly, out of plastic. Honestly, this is arguably one of the worst outfits we've seen. I would yeah. argue that this is worse than every single one of the ones from the Black Eyed Peas. Really? Actually, I take that back. Not worse than Will I Am's hair piece but i was yeah i say that it is a very close behind that and then i think that we have we all know our feelings on some of the other ones but yes yeah, staying like this um, is kid rock kid rocks wasn't that bad he tom wore Petty's. the american like flag tom, tom petty that's what it was yeah <laughs> but the american flag poncho was not a good look i will say no. that but anyway okay to me like you said you i guess it kind of looked like plastic but to me this looks like if Katniss Everdeen from The Hunger Games had a baby with Will Ferrell's character in Blades of Glory and produced this <laughs> costume. It was you're just, kind, it looked so cheesy. You're kind of right. And I wouldn't be surprised if it was sort of a nod to that because The Hunger Games came out a couple years before this. And Lenny Kravitz, who plays in the show, was also in the movies. So there is that. So really? I mean. He was the person who designed the costume in the movies. Oh. Whatever character that is, I don't know. I'm going to be honest. I didn't know who Lenny Travis was before we looked at this. Okay. But anyways, yeah, the it's <laughs> this whole entire show, I think, really speaks volume at where we are at the intro because it is really <laughs> stupid and it looks Here's dumb. what I said. So here's, and it's hilarious. Here's my <laughs> overview, right? So I'm going to skip to my end. Right here. Give you a little taste. Okay. That's fine. I would argue 
that this was the weirdest performance that we've seen yet. I would say yeah. that Black Eyed Peas wasn't as bad as this in terms of like just randomness and weirdness. And here's oh. what I'll say. I will say that they did a good job with it. I think that if you were going for weird, great job because you really hit the nail on top of the head. But well, why? I will, why? I will say there was a documentary about an hour long about the making behind this show. And did I watch it? I skimmed through. I skimmed through. <laughs> I, I'll be honest. I just, I honestly did not have time to commit one hour to the this behind is not the scenes. I thought hour, I could, I'm going to be honest. I, I thought I could pick apart like where maybe it would be. And uh, Katy Perry it came off in the documentary as sort of just like naive. I want to say. Let's just be honest. She's an idiot. Look, I don't get me wrong. I didn't want to say that, but don't get me wrong. I am a Katy Perry head. I think we, we agreed on Katie head last time. I I can't. Yeah, sure. It definitely wasn't a Perry head because I hate that. So I think I said that too. I hate it. Perry the platypus head. Yeah, no, I am. I'm a, I will say I am to an extent a self-diagnosed Katie head, especially back in the day, back in like middle school, early high school. I liked her music then. I think it's changed a little bit. I don't think it's what I remember, but I liked all the songs in this. But uh, I watch her on American Idol sometimes with my parents. She's a moron. Okay. Like whether or not she actually is like that or if she just kind of plays up that character, I don't know. But her on-screen presence is a moron. She She, makes decent music, at least in my opinion. Uh, very poppy, very girly, unfortunately. Um, so kind of embarrassing and that I'm a I'm a Katie head, but nothing wrong with despite that. Despite all of that, she is a moron. Yeah, she she what she perceive she wants people to she, perceive her as. She comes across a bit moronish in the documentary. I will say that, and uh, yeah, to me it was really like when they were going through the beach setting and I know we're jumping a bit forward here, but she was like really into that stuff. And like all the early things, like she pretty much the whole time, maybe it's also because I'm more of a production person, but I was siding completely with the director and like everyone else, whenever she would bring up something and then the director had to explain why that doesn't work. I'm like, yeah, you get it. You tell her that that's a dumb idea. You have the right to do that. So I was completely on his side the whole time. Uh, also, Katy Perry's manager just ki- kind of came off as somebody who's like, yeah, I'm her manager. What up? Like, I can do whatever I want. I get a lot of money for this. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you need that? He's like, okay. Uh, hey, we need this for that. And he's like, yeah, cool. And he just like came hey, off so chill. Good for him. Nonchalant. Get his back. So, that's but... pretty much all the, the notes from that behind the scenes. There wasn't too much interesting <laughs> going on. <laughs> I'll be honest. I, I don't doubt it. But going back to Roar, um, like we were kind of talking about, so she comes in on this cat, uh, this big cat, with this terrible outfit on, right? Um, I thought she sounded good. I thought that I liked that song. That song is a classic now. It was popular back then. Um, I thought she did a really good job up until the fake Roar oh, at the end. Oh, that's, uh, that's my next note. It was very cringy. When she yeah. mouthed the roar, that is arguably up there with one of my like top funniest moments. It's tied with another one that'll come on a little bit later, but yeah, 
It, There's a lot uh, of good humor in this entire for thing. For us. Where, Let, let's make yeah. it clear. There's some good humor for us. If you like Katy Perry, you're probably going to... I don't know. Maybe you think she's funny, but she's not funny. Yeah. it's We're more laughing at the fact that she we're thinks that this her, is cool. Yeah. She, she's definitely not in on the joke that that fake roar looks stupid and just ridiculous. I don't think she's on that joke. There's definitely a couple that she's kind of been on, but I think that first roar that we see in the very opening, uh, she was definitely like, Oh, this is going to be bad. Like, all that stuff, so. <laughs> I could see that. Cause you have this super empowering song and she's like, yeah. And At it just end, looked what so if instead bad. of me saying roar, we play a roar. And yeah, I'm sure they were like, uh, I wonder why that wasn't in the documentary. That didn't come up at all. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe it did. You just skimmed it. But moving on. Moving on moving to on. Uh, Dark Horse. Great song, by the way. This was this was an all-timer. I believe it was like junior year. All-timer. Yes. But this whole thing really, I feel like Dark Horse really kind of showed why her fire costume was terrible. Because <laughs> yes. it was a complete... It was a completely different setting, and it really just visually kind of threw everything off. And I get it. You can't do, like, the costume change that fast into a completely different thing, but, like, um, mm, it kind of doesn't I'm work. Gonna, okay, it depends on what you're going for. I mean, we could argue that Janet Jackson made a costume change like that. Beyonce made a costume I guess. change like that. If we yeah. flash forward to this year, I'm pretty sure J-Lo and them... You just have to make it so that it's like multi-layered, but yeah, even well, that, that's what regardless. she did. It was so obvious that this was a multi-layered costume. Like you could see where the rip or like the opening, I guess, was supposed to be for when she's gonna be in her beach setting. Like you could yeah, kind of tell where the line was of that. Like I understand that you gotta hurry, but then make a better plan and don't have a terrible costume as your first one because. I even wrote this down too. This absolutely clashed with they, with what they were doing. I think she would have been better off wearing something silver in the first one so that it yeah. kind of went with or even white. Like yeah. wear something and then, white and then maybe and like then even make use some the, special effects or something. And then make the big cat kind of more white or metallic yeah. in a way. I mean so it was already kind of silver. So, yeah, but they gave it a bit of an orange hume on it to yeah. match with her I mean, dress, but clearly that backfired once we got yeah. to the second song. Yeah, I mean, I thought that, like, I, again, so, I don't really know if I hammered this point in. I think that everything that they did, for the most part, they executed it well. That's not the issue. The issue is, why was this the choice in the first place? (laughs) I think that, uh, like, yes, (laughs) I completely agree. But I'm also saying it seriously. Like, why is, why was the choice made for her to ride in on that for maybe 45 seconds? You know how long it took somebody to create that for it only to be on the screen for 45 seconds? 
I granted, I know that this isn't going to be like a big movie production and everything. Like this isn't going to be like the biggest thing that people remember. But come on, man, like have some feel. And then like I under so for example, I understood the reasoning or not even a, I guess to an extent I understood the reasoning for the chessboard more than I understood like kind of her choices in the first part because like basically she's just taking her lyric super literally dark horse you have a bishop in or i'm sorry what is it? it's the knight in chess which yeah. is the horse very very taken literally i think that honestly i'll say it not to not to go off of my own rant here but I guarantee you, if Madonna didn't do the Egyptian theme, she would have done the Egyptian oh, theme for this one. Dan, I I wrote down during Dark Horse, and I'll even put it into the camera, even though it's reverse. Um, I wrote down this is what Madonna's show should have been. Like that's what I was thinking. Like I think Madonna's whole show sort of had some sort of influence over trying to kind of give it a different feel for this, because like. And I definitely kept thinking, like, hers had some stuff going on. Some of it made sense, some of it didn't. And that's kind of the same thing for this. But it looks like they're kind of going with that vibe, only they're trying to make it not that. So Yeah, my reasoning is because if Madonna didn't do the Egyptian theme, she would do probably the Egyptian theme because that was the whole theme behind her music video. I remember that for a fact. It was Egyptian themed. And I think that it would have probably felt fit a little bit better just because people would be more used to it. But it's just a, a tiny bit. But uh, like, I, I thought that they also did this weird chessboard tilt. Yeah. Here's again, one of the things that I feel like similar to the roar. She was like, yo, you know what would be really cool? You know what people are going to remember from this song when we do that tilt and they're like, we're going to make it look like the whole whole thing because we have the screen. And when you compare it to like stuff that was done in Beyonce's, you're like, yo, like this didn't look nearly as cool as you thought it was going to look. Like this was just eh. Like sure, I understood why you did it, but like you did it once and I'm sure they were like, yo, this is going to be sick. And people yeah. are going to remember this and nobody cares. Well... Without a doubt, because this was one of the things that I did see in the behind the scenes, like they definitely wanted this to be like a really big, like giant show. And they were mainly focused on just being different. Now, they were very different even within the show and having so much clashing within itself. But their whole entire goal was be big and be different. That was their entire goal from the start. And My thing is, it, I'm fine with that. But make it make sense. Yeah. That's that's what I would think also. And I think they're just going for a little too much all all at once. So, yeah. Yeah, that's I think I that think. it's everything is too different from itself. I feel like it's not cohesive. For an example, yeah. Madonna, who you would argue probably should and would have a weirder show than Katy Perry. Hers fit very nicely with itself. You could kind of yeah. see like things from the first part in the last part and, and it kind of all flowed. And it all nicely. coincided. Yeah, but this was uh, not quite the same. But I, th I will say, so although I didn't like that chessboard tilt, I did like the whole storm thing where 
kind of turned into like a tornado or hurricane under it. And it was just like the little platform that was raised that they were all standing on was like the only part. And it coincided with the lyrics. So I thought that, I thought that they did well with that. That really stuck out to me as something that was good about this part. And again, yeah. I like the song. Yeah. Yeah. This, this was pretty good. I thought it's not my favorite of the ones that we get to. I would say coming up next with I Kissed a Girl, that one might have been my favorite. This is definitively my favorite one. It's definitively your favorite. Yes, of 100%. Okay. okay. For a second. So I, I actually, I, wa- I will admit, I watched this twice. I watched it once during breakfast without taking notes, and then I watched it again <laughs> while taking notes. So Is this I've the first this one that you've watched multiple times? Before a show, yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yes, but sometimes I go back and I'll watch them after. Okay. But no, I was like, yeah, let me watch this. And... A big part for me was I was like, you know what? I really like the um, the beach ones. Those ones are my favorite. And then I listened to this for the second time, and I was like, you know what? This is 100% my favorite. I love everything about this for the most part. There were a few things that I will talk about, but I thought overall, I mean, Lenny was awesome. Lenny was awesome, he and this is cool. really – this is really where the flames start to make sense. Yes, for sure. Looked cool. Sounded great with Katy Perry. Both of their lyrics, or I'm sorry, both of their like, um, both their sounds meshed well together. I don't know how else to put it. Like uh, their singing yeah. voices just sounded, they complemented one another. I really liked this version because it was kind of like rock heavy. Yeah. And it had some rock influence on it and I thought it was really cool. Uh, yeah. That kind of gave well, the song some edge. That I feel she, like it misses uh, when you listen to it. She was saying bringing in Lenny Kravitz and also uh, Missy Elliott. Yeah, she said that it really made the whole entire show sort of feel as though it was one big girls' night out because <laughs> Missy Elliott, Missy Elliott, I, is I guess somebody that um, somebody that women probably listen to. I think she was uh, one of the first and more prominent female rappers. Oh, without a doubt, so. with, without a doubt on that. Um, and I guess Lenny Kravitz. I mean, he just looks so cool. She probably like that's probably like teenage girls having a crush on him, even though he's like fifty years old at this point is he really? in the show. I think he is. Wow. I think they actually mentioned that in the documentary. They're like, how old is Lenny Kravitz? And they say like 53. And then she's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, no, he killed it. This, this was, again, you say definitively it's your favorite song of the night. Um, I haven't seen it in a week <laughs> before we recorded this. So maybe it is my favorite also. But I just remember that's what I wrote down. I was like, so far, this is my favorite and I can tell that the pacing of this whole entire show that I really like was every song was one verse, one chorus, move on to the next. So the whole entire pacing of the entire show to me 
is a big, big plus because no songs felt like they went on too long. No songs felt like they were only very short. Sure. It all felt very similar. And even though we are like saying this is a very, um, a very disorganized in terms of its theming, in terms of the pacing of the songs, I wouldn't they even were say incredibly consistent. I would say that they're disconnected. Like, I think if you were to, and I'll talk about this a little bit later, but I feel like if you were to listen to this, you would not predict that it looked the way that it did. That's, yeah. I mean, but I'll get into that a little bit later. But the thing that sealed it for me was I was like, wow, this sounds good. This, this looks cool. Was the pose at the end. It was sick. Yes. That was yes. the best part of this best part. And so I, I like that. But it will say. There were a few things that struck me. Um, on my second watch through, I kind of noticed that Katy Perry actually made some sort of sexual gestures as it was going on. Yes. I was a little <laughs> uncomfortable with it. I'd almost argue that it was like a watered down version of Fergie and Slash, except yes. both of them sounded good. Slash obviously didn't sing, but... They both sounded good, and also Lenny Kravitz was definitely like trying yes (laughs) he wasn't embarrassed like slash was like lenny kravitz was there to rock and was happy to be there unlike slash who clearly just wanted to not be seen whatsoever (laughs) so much so that his head was down during that whole thing lenny kravitz was like yeah i'm gonna get into this i'm gonna sing along too and i also think that i would be less embarrassed being in the Katy perry one than because i feel like it was i don't know fergie like we've described she's kind of the worst She's she's D from It's Always Sunny. She really is. Simple as that. But so my thing is, and Katy Perry is um the the fatty Magoo character who comes back and ends up being like way better and more successful than them. (laughs) Yeah, for those of you who love It's Always Sunny, you'll little deep cut for the Sunny fans, the Sunny heads out there. (laughs) But yeah, I thought it was a watered down version, which I kind of noticed. It made me a little uncomfortable, but not nearly as uncomfortable as. Um, Fergie's but another thing I noticed poor Lenny right Uh, I know Katie was wearing heels but in that final pose she looked taller than him and as I said I promise you I'm not a height supremacist like I I, like that (laughs) is is the second time Bruno Mars exactly like I'm not trying to hate on the short kings out there don't get me wrong you're you're not heightler no no beef right but that's a little embarrassing. She's 5'7", my guy. So maybe yeah. it's just terrible work by the camera guy, and he made Lenny look bad. But I don't know. I don't know. I I kind of noticed it, too. I wasn't as put off by it. Again, I'm less of a heightist as you are, um, apparently. So, But, yeah, that's just what I'm I was thinking with it. I just want to make that very clear. Empower to the yeah. short kings and queens out there. Um, Let's cancel Dan Berniston. He's ooh, a hatist. Whoa. dream this was for sure my second favorite song i think it was 
it was close, but I was still able to definitively say that. I think or, this is, without a doubt, the most iconic part of sure. the entire show. Absolutely. And a lot of that is due to the mascots that they bring in, which oh. I'll get into in a second. But I just want to ask, we now get to costume number two, her beach wear swimsuit i guess yeah. it would be kind of looks be- like uh where is this in your rankings in terms of it numero uno for sure okay absolutely so so one. i i have a feeling that our rankings are probably going to be the exact same for her outfits then but yeah. yeah this this did feel like it was maybe used in a previous Katy perry music video i don't know for sure because i'm not familiar I, I with can't it say but I'm i did think that, that this costume Katie had this costume does fit with the choice of the song and it also fit very well with the image that of Katy Perry. It felt very much like her, unlike the plastic piece of fire that was around her. Yeah, that was I mean, pathetic, to frankly. me in the first one, she looked like a plastic bag floating yeah. through the wind. Yeah. Wanting to start again. Wanting to start again. And here she gets her second start, right? Well, also, so... This, she's wearing the entire show. She's wearing it underneath the fire dress and underneath the other two dresses that she puts on uh, later on in the show. So this is on the entire time. So that's another tidbit I just wanted to point out there. So like you said, I'm going to echo you here. Loved the set. We are back on track with this. I we said, are on We are point. back on track. Like this is yes. what I needed. I think she looked the most attractive she looked the entire show. For me... Growing up, thought Katy Perry was very attractive. Other than her her blue hair phase and and her yeah. weird hair phase, uh, I wasn't a huge fan. I think but. I think that always put me off as a kid too. So like once she was off of her blue hair phase, I was still like, eh, I know. What I don't know. Well, past. I knew her pre pre that before that, like hot and cold. Like that was she's hot. You're she hot was hot and you're cold. You're yes yeah. I mean, I'm just gonna put no. it out there. She was hot. Now, okay. this this reminds me of that. But she doesn't look the same. Don't get me wrong. I she, Notice how I said she was the most attractive she looked in the show and not she was attractive. Just want to put yeah. that out there. Um, yeah. But this reminded me of middle school and going to like Hollister. I literally looked at it and I could smell <laughs> Hollister and it did the lights. I was like, this, honestly, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I have a very vivid memory of me standing outside doing yard work with my family and this came on on my iPod Nano, yeah. and like it was the one where you had the wheel and the little screen, yeah. And I was like, "Heck yeah, man! I'm living the life." I had dynamite and uh, a little more Tyler Cruz on there. Like it was, oh, it was God. a time, man. <laughs> and that's what this brought me back to. So for I would me, not that's... say the. I would say I get those memories, but the music is definitely not the same at all. Oh, it it 100 brought me there. But yeah, okay. I, but back to what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I thought that it was good. I liked it, but I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, initially, honestly, the beach ball and the and the tree are a little weird. I think so. It takes okay. a little bit of adjustment. But after that Do- adjustment period, especially for the second song, it really just heightens the set. Do we want to get into Left Shark? Do we want to just get right into it? <laughs> I mean, we can. I have a little bit of a controversial opinion on him. Yeah. Well, okay. Here's the thing. Number one, Left Shark. Good guy. Bad guy. Whatever you want to call him. 
I feel like he way overshadows all of the other uh, props and mascots or whatever that they use. To me, the beach balls were the funniest For because sure. their eyes looked sad and they were smiling. So it was the most messed up and the most hilarious. And also the trees, they were just like opening their mouth. Like, Not to so mention e- the beach balls. There were people inside of those beach balls that were on like crouching down. For that entire two songs. That's outrageous. To me, I feel like Left Shark, and I know even I'm guilty of this because I kind of overhyped him a little bit. Thinking, oh, from memory, this is such a big deal. Like, this is the meme of the all memes when it comes to these halftime shows. This is like like the halftime show meme. Yeah, this is is where everything gets going. And I don't know. I I honestly was a little confused. I'll say it. Overrated. Without a doubt. Overrated. I was also a little confused as to which shark it was because I thought it was supposed to be the shark on our left side, but apparently it's the shark on our right side. So that's to her left. First time I watched it, I got through both of the beach songs. I was like, surely they come back to that set because then left shark is really going to mess up so that I can see it. I even like rewinded, watched it there, and I said, "Yeah, no, it definitely has to come later on." I yeah didn't come back, so I said, "Whoa, what's going on here?" I I googled I Left the... Shark, and then I watched the clip, and I said, "This I I couldn't yeah. see it. I didn't I... get the hype." Listen, we're in our junior year by now, and I remember this, this was a five thing that or six of... years ago. Yeah, two thousand fifteen. And I remember this being like, it like it wasn't necessarily the focal point because clearly everybody was talking about the uh, interception at the end. But whenever it was brought up, people were like, "Oh yeah, did you see the shark on the left? <laughs> it was funny." And I was always just like, "Yeah, no, it was kind of funny. It was pretty good stuff." And I don't know, maybe my memory of just that being the thing that was brought up made me more anxious to be like, "Oh, I can't wait to see left shark." But then. You see it, and it's like, is it? did it really need to be that big of a deal? Like, were our minds, in terms of meme comedy, that different just five years ago? Like, I was very underwhelmed by what it was. I thought maybe his mess-up would be more obvious, which is probably, again, why I thought it was the other shark. Because the other shark was doing so much more and was just goofier. But then the other one just kind of seemed like he was doing normal stuff. Yeah, so I I agree. I would say that they also say that the sharks dancing was, and I'm putting air quotes over this for people who are listening, intentional, because they said they wanted it to be more free flowing, and they wanted the sharks and everybody else who was dancing to sort of do their own thing and make it feel more uh, uh, like a freestyle, like a type party of almost. Dance. Yeah, like I yeah, I I skimmed an article that said about the same thing about that. Saying yeah, that it was like, like the guy, uh, it's actually some Asian guy with like long hair. It was yeah, so funny. It's it's very It's odd, not what it, I would expect, which is why I bring that up. But No, I would have thought Left Shark would have been, I would have thought honestly both sharks would have been like women or something. I yeah. wasn't expecting an Asian guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's just me though. I Maybe maybe that's bad on my part for expecting that. But anyways. Cancel Sam Flowers. <laughs> Oh, God. Is this show canceled after this episode? <laughs> it might be. Let us We're know in the so comments. We're so close. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyways, I, no, the, I, I the point is, 
Overhyped. I was like, people put yeah. pictures or I'm sorry, stickers of Left Shark on their car. Yes. I've seen that before. I I think I will not name the person, Dan, but me and you both know the person that has Left Shark on their laptop. Yeah. And uh, we will leave it at that. Yeah. You know who you are <laughs> if you're somehow listening. <laughs> I was going to say something else, so I'm just going to move on to California. We, let's let's move on. California girls, right? Good call. Yes. I like the version of this song. I think that it was like, I, I don't know what instrument, I don't know if it's a, th- a synthesizer or what it is in the background, but it's like the bum, 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 bum. That's really emphasized in this version. And I really liked it. Honestly, I, it really, I liked this song to begin with, but then I really liked this version, especially. And honestly, the one word that I would just use to describe it is fun. Right. Yeah has colors has fun dance moves like it's just lighthearted, not overly like sexual it's just like because then we're gonna i don't know i mean like you look at lenny's and that was that had a little bit of a sexual undertone and then like teenage dream wasn't really but like it was then this song came and it was just like fun yeah to me pretty much both songs that take place in the beach setting is kind of what it should have been like the entire, I agree. That should be Katy Perry's image. That's how I remember that's, her. That's really the theme. That I'm not trying to been. tell her how, yeah, what her theme should be, but that's that's. I feel like that's more of her speed. Yeah, to me, that's really the main stuff that it should have been. More fun, kind of loving, not trying to be cool, not trying to do too much stuff. Just be a fun show. You know, let the girls hang out if you want, because <laughs> that was their plan. It was really, like, that's why I put down I Kissed a Girl Might Be My Favorite, because I liked the setting of this, and it really seemed like it was just what it was, and we were back on track for the best. And then we get to the Missy Elliott stuff, and I start to get annoyed again. I'm just going to combine both these songs into one segment. Songs. It was, wait, was it three songs? I thought it was two songs. Get Your songs. Freak On, Work It, Oh, and it's Yeah, control. it's it's Get Your Freak On and Work It kind of combined, and then yeah. Missy Elliott does her. What, I'm combining all three of these into one section because yeah. it's just going to be easier. Yeah, I can, I'll, I'll do that for, for my purposes as well. So, Dan, we get costume number three, which. Is, costume number I, three is number three. Costume number three, definitely after the fire, doesn't deserve to be last. I do think, though, if the fire was j- the fire dress was just any bit better, this is easily at number four. This I did not like this at all. <laughs> like this, it was, it was so 
obviously lazily done. Like, yeah, they they did the. I'm not even saying they did the best that they could because they didn't. But it just like you could tell 100 percent like, oh, to cover up what she was wearing, they just put a big sweatshirt on her. And yeah, exactly. Like, I understand that it's also kind of like going for that 90s feel or 80s feel where Missy Elliott was popular. But I don't know. It just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I didn't like it. They it was early 2000s when she was popular. Oh, really? Maybe maybe late 90s. This is a good time for me to say I am not a Missy Elliott head whatsoever. I like work it, but that's it. Yeah. Um, Anyways, though, I agree. I think they went with an easy answer. Which, I mean, they had four costumes. I can't fully blame them for an easy answer, but it still just looks like kind of a garbage bag with a 49 <laughs> That's on it. A, she felt, honestly, she went back to looking like a plastic bag floating through the wind, wanting to start again. And I also really, this is the moment where I actually wrote down, I went from loving Katy Perry to hating her in the span of 10 seconds because she kept butting in on Missy Elliott's part, Oh, which well, was terrible. She wasn't the, butting we, in. She was attempting to be a hype man or a hype woman in this case. Yeah. And to me, it was basically just Katy Perry. Like, compare the two guests. Compare Lenny to Missy Elliott. Yeah. With Lenny... He got less stage time, but it was a better quality performance, partially because he's, no offense to Missy Elliott, he's a little bit more talented when it comes to vocals and things to that nature. Yeah. And, I mean, Missy Elliott's different, so it's tough to compare apples and oranges. But the other thing with it is that I just felt like it was a Missy Elliott performance. Like, I feel like, yeah. go back to some of the best, like, performances i guess that we can talk about like i mean going back i know that we keep saying it but go back to beyonce right her and destiny's child when those ladies come on they're all working together obviously a little bit of a different case because they all used to sing together but i just feel like a quality performance needs to have both people almost equally involved or like I don't know. Otherwise, and, just make it two separate headliners. And to me, like, that's the thing. I felt like Missy Elliott was doing such a good job, but Katy Perry's hype was just, like, destroying it every single time. Like, and Missy Elliott did pretty good, but then Katy would just come in and be like, the what? Ah! Yeah! Oh, and here's what I would love. not work at all. What I would love is to get just her track isolated and just hear that. Hear her little noises. Yeah. I don't know. Just That's... Katie's. Yeah. Just the, whoa. Yeah. Super hashtag, hashtag release the Katie only cut. Yeah. I want it. I have no music. No, nothing. Just the sound effects. Yeah. Exactly. Those, are, just those would be funny. Yeah. So, but overall. Move on to work miss... it. I need to say this. Okay. Move on. So, my second most cringeworthy moment of the show Happens at 8.41. Go ahead and and take a minute. Press pause. Cue that up. Watch it. Because I almost guarantee you didn't notice it the first time. Go to 8.41. Watch her dance. She does this like weird dance move where she's like walking toward Missy Elliott. 
hits like her nose, like a like, huh, what's up, girl? Like almost that kind of thing. Yeah. And then like makes like a weird face and starts like moving toward her, and then like immediately just like starts smiling and walking normal, which makes you think that she thought that that was cool and funny. Yeah. Because she wasn't, wasn't like she just did that because she's like, oh, like me and Missy Elliott are just jamming up here. And like it might be something that somebody does with their friends, like at a club. But that's when you're surrounded by like tons of people and you're not like on stage for millions of people to see at the most watched Super Bowl halftime show to date. Yeah. Again, there are moments where she isn't on the joke, like kind of with the beach stuff. But then there's moments where she's not in on the joke, like this Missy Elliott stuff or the giant big cat <laughs> yeah. from part of my take that she was writing on. Now, now I almost need an image where his face is on that cat. <laughs> um, but I thought that she was more involved in Work It because it did have that refrain. But then it just started to get so repetitive with that and get your freak on toward the end. It was just so re- it went from like super repetitive end of get your freak on to super repetitive work it. Yeah. And like, I like those songs by themselves maybe, but back to back, it was kind of rough and then lose control. Best million, uh, best Missy Elliott oh. song. Oh, easily, easily. And you know what? One of the reasons why, because she was doing it by herself and Katy yeah. Perry wasn't there to ruin it. Exactly. And so at that point, it's one of those things where it's like, again, should she, should Katy Perry not have even walked over there? No. Because if she hadn't, we're not getting that outfit. And she has time to probably change into something better than she's ultimately going to change into. Not that it's, it's terrible, but she might have more it, time to prepare something and do something cooler. It's like, I know how we were saying last week with Bruno Mars, how they just shouldn't have had the Red Hot Chili Peppers in it. I just think that Katy Perry just shouldn't have been in this section. You can still have Missy Elliott, but just... Or, honestly, save Missy Elliott for something different. Save her for somebody that can actually, like, vibe with her and... and Maybe bring her and Lenny Kravitz together and so- maybe that'll work. I don't know. I liked Lenny with Katy. That was good. Maybe bring him... To- yeah. I don't know. Regardless. Bring him on I think back. that it's uh, not not her best look of their performance. But moving yeah. on to the last song... Firework. Uh, Firework. Probably her most iconic song. Easily because it was famously used in Madagascar 3 and The Interview. So famously used in those two movies. Like almost a part of the plot of those movies. That's how much they're used. Yeah, like this song is fairly iconic. In case you haven't noticed, I've been quoting it the entire time. So Costume number four. This one looked very, very good, I thought. Well, this is number four in terms of like the order that she changed it. But yes, this is number number two in the rankings. It's number two. Yes. Yep. Yes. I thought that this was very, very nice. Um, 
it wasn't it was i mean like it really the competition it was going up against was nothing special but i feel like had she even have been i feel like even if she was in that the whole entire show other than maybe the beach where it probably could have worked she could have probably pulled that off i think yeah maybe uh, so. i don't know i think that they kind of just chosen better things <laughs> to well, begin yeah. with for the other songs Duh. i agree I think that if you're going to go with one outfit for her to wear the entire time that's not the beach one, it's this one. I also thought her voice and her vocals just sounded very well. Yeah. Very incredible. And I think she really gave it her all on this without a doubt. And I think that we're following the pattern we've seen for a lot of the more previous ones where you pick your slower, most your most popular slower song. Katy Perry doesn't have a lot of slow songs, especially at this point. That, at least that are popular. And so Firework is probably her most, like, balladable. Yeah, her sense. biggest emotional ballad at the very end. Which, yeah. again, I I mean, I, I do know to say most popular at the end. And this does work for both of those. It is sure. the most popular. And it's also a very powerful emotional ballad to sing at the end. And I, I, I honestly was almost considering saying this, too, could have been my favorite of the entire show more than I kissed a girl because again I thought she just killed it absolutely and I loved the the more you know firework that was at the uh, end. that's well that's a very exactly obvious I nod said. I, I don't know like if this was on Rainbow NBC Star. or not yeah don't know if this was on NBC or not so I'm kind of surprised I got away with it but still yeah. uh, I really liked that and I even liked how she was flying through the entire stadium and again as I said before Imagine if the Seattle Seahawks ran out the clock. We would not have mi- this would not have looked as good because it still would have been a little sunny and there would have been some sort of light out because they decided to open up the stadium. So clearly like this just this just happened to work perfectly for everyone. Yeah. I mean, I I thought that the pyrotechnics were really good in it too. I mean, obviously when you sing a song like Firework, you're just teeing it up for them to to absolutely use yeah. and abuse the fireworks in a good way. Absolutely. So yeah. I did a really good job with that. But honestly, overall, with this performance, I talked about it. I think it's one of the weirdest ones we've seen. But I just feel like if you I couldn't hear so alternatively, I feel like very little time, very not very often you're gonna listen to a Super Bowl performance without watching it. But I feel like if you did in this one, you'd think it was better than it is. Just because of some of the the visuals in it just ruined it a little bit, spoiled it a little bit for me. But then alternatively, here's my question to you. Say you're like at a sports bar watching this. More than likely, they're going to turn down the volume for the halftime show or you're not going to be able to hear it because nobody's going to like be quiet. Nobody's going to be like, shh, shh, shh. Oh, wait, everybody in here. Let's be quiet. Let's listen to Katy Perry sing. So my thing is, like, this had to be terrible to watch without the sound. To be honest, I think you're completely wrong on that because I watched the previous really? Super Bowl in a sports bar and the volume was still at the normal level. Oh, really? And I mean, yeah, you you could get the crowd reaction, but everybody was still, for the most part, like kind of chill because like they wanted to see the halftime show. Oh, so I, I wouldn't know. I usually that last Super Bowl parties. So um not spending my Super Bowl Sunday in a bar, Sam. Uh, that's not the way I roll. 
but yeah i know but I, just to discredit that last point or i can cut it out so you don't sound like an idiot <laughs> <laughs> your call <laughs> yeah let's cut that but okay <laughs> no but all joking aside i i mean that's fair that's a fair point i i don't usually watch the super bowl in a in a uh whatever it's called in a sports bar but like for example a few years ago we were watching it uh like at college in at a yeah. party, basically we were having a, a yeah. Super Bowl party. Couldn't hear anything. And okay. granted, yeah. I guess that that's more what I was going for. Most people probably yeah. have a good home entertainment system when they're watching this, but we didn't, and so it was at the, really at the place, hard to hear. At the place we were at, I I think yeah, I get it. Yeah, so but. I think that if you watched it without this, but I think if you would agree, if you watched it without the sound, it would be worse. You might be able to laugh at it and just be like, yo, what is she doing? Yeah. But it's not going to be like good because the this the music what is what was good about this because even Left Shark was underwhelming and it didn't really Left save Shark was underwhelming, but I mean if we're saying for I mean, I don't think we are. I well you're saying if you're watching it in a crowded area, then maybe for the time you'd get Left Shark, but I don't know. I think no, I not really even that. I'm just saying it it doesn't save this performance. Right, right. Okay. Like the the not even cuz it was a good performance. Yeah. Here's it was just here's weird. Here's what I say. I'm completely fine with all the weirdness. Uh I think it doesn't make a lot of sense, but it kept me entertained enough. I feel like it was kind of 50-50 with those first two songs and the Missy Elliott stuff not being great. But then the beach stuff and firework at the end, that I was really into. I agree with that. I I will say, not to sound like a flip-flopper, but I agree with that part. To me, this is about the same as Bruno Mars. And I was actually kind of waiting until we could talk this through to put it where it would be in my rankings. And I actually think I'm going to put this one below bruno mars right at number six i'm pretty sure so because i mean it did get me more laughs without a doubt this was uh this was pretty funny at times i'm not gonna deny that but i just think bruno mars kind of had one section that wasn't very good and it really wasn't his fault meanwhile Katy perry had two sections that weren't very good and it was kind of her fault (laughs) missy elliott specifically her fault the other one maybe i guess you could argue it's the production fault but it's still her songs that she's singing it's not like the red hot chili peppers doing their own thing and just crashing what was a great halftime show it was her doing her thing and it just not working whatsoever so to me i would probably put this below bruno mars i'm gonna put this one above madonna honestly okay i i again I know I kind of ripped on this and railed on this one a little bit, but I really enjoyed the musical aspect. I thought that it was really good. I, I like Katy Perry. I knew, and I, this is probably the set list that I actually liked the most. I knew every okay. song and I, I enjoyed the way that they were performed. So to, up to date, this is the best set list that I've, uh, that I've enjoyed, I guess. But just without the visuals, honestly, this is this might be up there for me. This would be like personal, what, like top three-ish. What to you is uh, the funniest? Because to me, 
Uh, I think I'm going to give it to, I think I'm just going to give it to the other anthropomorphic beings because they don't get enough love. Left shark gets too much love. So I'm going to give it to the other ones on my <laughs> LOL of the love. week. LOL yeah, of the I week spread for the me is most definitely the, um, the roar, the fake yeah. roar. That one, that's, yeah. that's a good choice. I, that I was, was definitely considering laughing that. at her, not with her. Yeah. Who is your MVP, as we always do at the end of these shows? Who is your halftime show MVP? Definitely Lenny. Lenny absolutely came on, <laughs> stole the show, and killed it. So for yeah. me, that's why he, a little bit more literally, because there are so many that I could choose here. That would be funny. But I think if we're I, being honest, Lenny is number one for me. I almost wanted to pick Missy Elliott, because as we saw when Katy Perry was butting in on her like she was worse but without Katy Perry but then I thought that kind of almost gives more a discount at Katy Perry and saying she would be the LVP uh, so I guess that would really be that but I will also go with Lenny Kravitz too because I thought he just dominated the entire show with his one part yeah I mean I think that you could make a case for any of those uh, animals or that the um, other costumes that were there. Like, and I think that this for sure is a show. Unfortunately, we didn't really talk about it, but this is one where you give it to the pyrotechnics guy. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, let me just beat him out because you know like, what? I'll switch mine to the pyrotechnics guy. Then let's I'll I'll switch mine up. I'll give it to the pyrotechnics. I mean, he absolutely killed it. Yeah. So. He, he deserves, he deserves some love also. I'll give yeah. it to him. Or we could just tie it between them. We could say both of them kind of gave it to Lenny and him. Well, they both got yeah, that's the trophy. Yeah, that's sort of what we're saying by picking our own personal. I we're giving it to for each one of us. So like two votes for each. No, there can only be one oh, Highlander. Right, then I'm going Lenny. All right, I'll go Pyrotechnics. All right. Well, I believe that's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening in. Uh, I hope that you guys enjoyed watching and listening to this one as much as we did. If you guys feel so inclined, go ahead and subscribe. That way you can hear our Super Bowl halftime show analyses every week. And speaking of that, Sam, who do we have coming up next week? Next week, Dan, we have Super Bowl 50 oh, halftime wow. show. And it's played by none other than Coldplay. Ooh. They have Beyonce and Bruno Mars coming in, and they they come in also and i believe there's a montage of like what the super bowl per believes to be like the best of moments from past super bowl shows and to me i'm really looking forward to that especially after being on this journey with you i can't wait to see what they think are the best moments compared to what we kind of know are the best moments yeah. at least from 2001 on i'm sure they have some pre-01 stuff in there for sure so, so i heard uh, that this one's bad i'm just putting that's out what there. i was I was about to there, say too. This one's bad. I'm. I was about to say too. I'm pretty sure this is like the one out of the golden age that's kind of the black sheep of the golden age era. Every every golden age has a black sheep in it. Even Disney when they had the Renaissance, it was Pocahontas. You know, they all have that one that's just like <laughs> it's in the era. But I mean, we wish it's it like wasn't. Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, exactly. He's a positive you know black sheep. Oh, wait, but also Prince, I guess, too. Oh, that's fair. I guess he was the man. Okay. 